Hey everybody, welcome back for episode 92 of The Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us on The Path this week. We are, um, this week, we finished up our uh, This Is Us series. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But also today, we are beginning Missions Month here uh, on The Path Podcast. The month of October for Lafayette First is Missions Month, and we focus on that all month long. Uh, And so today, we have a really um, special interview that we're, we interviewed Donna Dean. She's the director of Restore 634, and you'll hear that interview here in just a little bit. Um, but Derek, before we get there, let's talk about for just a second, kind of wrapping up this uh, idea of This Is Us. We've talked yeah. about over the last few weeks our identity as a church. Uh, and yesterday you um, you walked us through First Peter chapter 2, where Peter is really um, reminding his readers of their identity, of who mm-hmm. they are in Christ. And, and um, so how does um, that, that we talked about yesterday, fit in with who, what our identity and mission is here at Lafayette First? Yeah, so for this little three-week series, we, we wanted to reiterate <clears throat> the vision that we casted three years ago. Yeah. Um, to be a family of Christ followers who love, live, and lead mm-hmm. with, with the, the thought and mindset that we are engaging the community that we're a part of. Right. And that community um, looks a certain way. We did demographic work three years ago. We mm-hmm. looked at who are these people, what are their, what's their walk of life, what's their uh, faith story. I mean, a lot of stuff, how many kids are there. And that's driven everything we've done in the past three years because there's like 5,300 at the time that we did that that uh, demographic research 5,300 kids within like a five mile radius of the church right and that's from zero to 18 so you know we put a children's ministry position in place we um, redid our children's area so it'd be a welcoming and inviting and fun and safe environment you know all that and, and then the, the people that are in that community are 39 years old. That's the average age. Yeah. And so we did all those things to engage people as a family of Christ followers who love, love, lead. We've talked about in this series that God has called us out from mm-hmm. the world into the church, but then given us marching orders out again. Yeah. James uh, Griffin came and talked about how this the Holy Spirit equips us and um, that uh, it's... You know, giving us gifts to do this work, to yeah. be the church, to do the work he has of spreading the gospel. Uh, we stand, as we talked about the first week, we stand on the, the admission of Jesus Christ, or really Peter, that he is the Messiah, he's the Christ, he's the son of the living God. He is. Uh, it's that message, that, that declaration that we stand on, that we are firmly planted in. And then yesterday... We looked at how we are a people and mm-hmm. what does that mean, and that we are we're people set up to be like Jesus. We are people living in covenant with God. We are people meant for visible good works. Yeah. The whole point of this whole series, the whole point of yesterday, and the whole point of all this, is that God has called us not just to do something or mm. to to come in, sit in a pew, listen to music, listen to message. You know, do our religious duties. Yeah, he has called us to be right the ecclesia, the gathered church, the gathered body of Christ. We are a people. That's why we said 
three years ago. We're a family. Mm-hmm. This is more than just acquaintances. And we sit near near you on a pew, and you live your life. We live our life. No, God has called us to live this thing together on mission, uh, with marching orders to yeah. it. And that's what we looked at a little more yesterday. To look at we're spent, we're supposed to be visible for the community. They need to see what God is doing in us and through mm-hmm. us. And that's not just um, those of us who are vocationally right. uh, employed to, to do that. It's not just the deacons, not just Sunday school uh, connect group leaders. It's not you know the children's ministry leaders. It's, it's not just that. It's all of us. Right. We all have a job, and it's our job individually, but our job collectively as well. Yep. And we're meant to show our good works to outsiders, to people who aren't yet a part in hopes that they'll give glory to God themselves. Right. To become to come in, to join in for God to call them out and into and to a purpose. So, you know, that's who we are. This is us. Mm-hmm. This is what the church is. It's a called out people. Yeah. Meant to go out into the world and shine Jesus so brightly that people ask questions and want to know and like tell me what you hope you have. Tell me about this. And that we can present the gospel, present the message of Christ to them as well, and see them be saved. Yeah. We we've seen that. We've baptized recently seven straight weeks in a row. Uh, we've seen God working and moving in those ways. Right. And that's super exciting, so exciting to see God moving in that way. And it's because God is using us because we are going out and we're making a difference. And and and, and people's lives are being changed from all walks of life, from, yeah. from challenging walks of life and, and, and hard ministry. And the beauty of it is, is I pray there's more. I pray right. more, there's more, 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 more. Uh, even going forward. So yeah, absolutely, that's great. Um, you know, I, I want to dig into this thought for just one second. Um, you know, you just mentioned this idea, and I think the way the way James uh, put it was that every member is a minister. Yeah, is, is the way he said it. So, what I think this is a great transition into this idea of missions month. What does that look like for us? If if every member is is a minister. What, what does that look like in a practical way? Like, um, because I think, you know, in most people's minds, when you think minister, your first thought kind of goes to pastor mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who's preaching or the guy who may be leading music or mm-hmm, the guy mm-hmm. who's leading uh, our, our youth or, or whatever. So what, what does that mean for, you know, uh, uh, somebody who's not in vocational ministry to be a minister? What does that mean? Well, two, two things. It means, number one, you use your gifts to mm-hmm. serve the body. That's what James primarily talked about. Yeah. So you find ways to serve the body of Christ. So that could be connect group leader. Mm. That could be the person that hands out bulletins at the front door. Yeah. Uh, that could be someone that helps us make sure that all the soap is filled and all the <laughs> paper towels are filled. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be anything, but it's just serving internally, serving the body. Yeah. Lifting it up, bringing it to unity and maturity, Ephesians 4 tells us. Yeah. It's, it's giving your gifts to everyone else, giving yourself to everyone else. Secondly, it means that you are an individual beacon. When we leave here Sunday, we, leave, we came collectively, we leave, and our lights go out to all the places that we've, that we've gone. Mm-hmm. That's why the, in the Old Testament, the, whole, the, the tabernacle, the, the holy place, was central to the people you had to come to it yeah 
Jesus says, uh, well, Paul tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So when we go out, we go carrying the presence of God. We are the holy place, and we carry that wherever we go so that we carry Christ, we carry Mm -hmm. Jesus, we carry him to to the grocery store. We carry him to the bank when we run our errands. We carry him to our schools or to our place of business, to our neighborhoods. We carry him there. And when we carry him there, we shine that light bright wherever we are. So we serve the body and we carry the light for all to see. I've recently heard that this is catching on. I've recently heard of two people. uh, It's actually a married couple, but two different instances of how they shared with someone about faith, asking them had they trusted Jesus. One at CVS in town mm-hmm. and one on the golf course uh, recently. Yeah. And it's like, man, they, it's catching. Yeah. They're getting it. That's right. They're shining their light and sharing the gospel with people yeah. and, and, and prayerfully seeing those people come to faith in Jesus. That's not up to us, by the way, whether yeah. or not they, they get saved. That's our right. job is to carry the light. Jesus does the yeah. saving. It's our job to share. Yeah, And so... We need more of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just when you're at the pharmacy, you know, it was just at CVS. It was just on the golf course. The conversation moved. And it was like, I don't think these people know Jesus. Let me share with them yeah. and ask them if they know Jesus. And so that's what we've got to do. Yeah. We serve the body internally with our gifts. And then we take our gifts and we go out into the world. And then we come back and we celebrate what God's doing mm-hmm. and we go out again. Yeah. We, we come back, we celebrate, we get bolstered up, get ready to go, mm-hmm. and we go out we do it again. And yeah. we do that week in and week out. And it's kind of mundane if you think about mm-hmm. it. It's real It's real simple. Yeah. We come in, we get fed, we go out. Yeah. We come in, we get fed, we go out. We come in, we celebrate what God is doing, we go out. And, and you know, it's like the church is an outpost. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, yeah. an outpost. We come get our marching orders and then we go. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to know. You don't even have to know the Romans Road. You don't have to. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to know all these things. You just go and engage with the community in which you're in which you're uh, going to. Yeah, uh, it could be something as simple as what I try to do anytime I'm eating, and I say, "Hey, we're going to pray for our meal. Is there anything I can pray about?" I ask our server. Yeah, no one's ever told me I can't pray for them. Right. Sometimes they say, "You know, I can't think of anything right now. Just pray for me in generally." Yeah. Um, but people uh, are willing to do that. And it may open a door for you to share the gospel. Don't just pray. Yeah. Don't just do that and feel like you've done your job that day. No, find opportunities. Go back to that restaurant frequently and get to know those people. Yeah. Build those relationships. But it could be something as simple and easy as that. Right. And so I've even I had someone else tell me recently they're a, they're a soccer coach. And they're like, man, I want to do more. Mm to share with them about Jesus. How do I do that? And yeah. I'm like, dude, that's an excellent question. I love that. Yeah. I love that you're seeing the thing that you have influence over is your mission field. Right. I love that. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to change your walk of life. He's already a soccer coach. Right. They already went to the CVS. It's just in where you're going, where yeah. you're plugged into, share Jesus. Yeah. Man. And Absolutely. And God will do the rest. God will do the work. Right. Um, we just have to share. 
So. Yeah, that's fantastic. So um, this is a great transition for us. So as we uh, think about this idea of Missions Month uh, in the month of October, it's a great opportunity for us to remind ourselves of, oh, yeah, I do have all of these opportunities mm-hmm. that I can share Christ with people. Um, and one way that we want to do that is we want to shine a light on some mission work that is happening both in our town and around our state, as we'll see uh, in in the next few weeks. But today specifically, we are we are interviewing Donna Dean from Restore 634, which is a ministry here in town. So listen to this interview and see if there might be a way that you could get involved in the work that they're doing. All right. Well, here we are, as we said, with Donna Dean of Restore 634, um, just a local ministry here in Lafayette, uh, helping ladies. And so, uh, Donna, if you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what just maybe an overview of what Restore 634 does. Okay, my name's Donna Dean. I'm the executive mm-hmm. director and founder of Restore 634, but mm-hmm. really God, God, it was God's idea. It was definitely sure. not something I would have come up with. But um, we started by going into the Walker County Jail mm-hmm. on once a week. Well, we started out once a month and then it grew into a once a week ministry and uh, just saw the need mm-hmm. that there were women that were saying that they didn't know what to do when they got out. Mm-hmm. and. The church didn't know what to do with them either. Like we were not sure. on the doorstep, standing there ready to receive them when they right. would get out. And so, uh, just praying and asking God, what can we do? And we had tried on our own to, to help, and we're feeling like we were doing more hurt than help. Mm-hmm. When you know, when helping hurts, kind of thing. And so, just praying, Lord, what can we do? And so He, through Mark six thirty four, where Jesus uh, stepped ashore and He saw the sheep, they looked like. Uh, the people like sheep without a shepherd and he had compassion on them so he began teaching them many things and so the concept of they need to be taught Mm. uh, there needs to be a safe place so we're thinking about how like Elijah had the the prophet's house you know where you had a place where you you disciple people and you bring them in and so that concept of they need a a shelter a sober living place Mm -hmm. and they need to be taught life skills and so that has just um, organically grew into this concept of a discipleship home and so that's yeah. what we have now for women who are interested it's a faith-based program so the courts will allow in Walker County the courts will allow the women to come uh, some are court ordered I call it mm-hmm. some are heart ordered so they yeah. come by the courts allowing them or the they choose to come and they sign up for a year it's, it takes it we feel like it takes us at least a year yeah. to have your thoughts change and we just know through chemical dependence, a lot of women, if a, woman, a woman's in prison uh, multiple times, it's typically because she's in addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't lose her home and her children and everything if there's not some form of addiction that's involved. And yeah. so um, that whole brain makeup needs to change and needs to be healed. And so that time of being in the home and letting that brain recover and being poured into with the Word of God is what we all try to give them so uh, that's a little bit about what we are yeah that's great so you you kind of touched on this a little bit but what what would you say drives the passion for this ministry like why why restore 634 why, why does it exist uh it exists because god wants to make a way for the people that feel like there is no way yeah he's for the hopeless and the uh the ones that the least of these, the sure. brokenhearted. He's mm-hmm. near to the brokenhearted and those Christian spirit. And so we feel like he's called us to that. And the word of God changed my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing 
on this planet has changed me more than sitting in the Word myself and letting mm. the Lord speak to me personally yeah. and then being with a community of believers <laughs> to share the things that God's teaching me and the things that He's teaching them. And there's nothing like it. And yeah. so I know what He's done for me, and that's what He's just called me to share with Him. So uh, I was sharing with them yesterday. I was sitting at the table with the ladies. I'm like, we disciple each other. Mm. God is calling us. To, and I told them yesterday, I was like, if you don't challenge me, if you don't ask, if you just shake your head yes to everything I say, then you're <laughs> not really being discipled. You yeah. need to mm. ask the hard questions. Why is this? At, you know, what about this? Yeah. So we're, we're wanting them to grow in their faith and their walk. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? I know you said you were realizing there was an issue or a need, mm-hmm. and you, you kind of rose to the occasion. Anything that kind of drove that initially in you, just that passion of, hey, I think we're going to go and see what's happening at the Walker County Jail. What was, how was that? What was that kind of? How did I get started with that? Actually, a lady in the community, uh, Lori Duckworth, uh, was working at the DA's office, Mm -hmm. and she, just kept seeing the need oh, cool. and and we I was mentoring her and we'd meet every Wednesday and have lunch together mm-hmm. and uh, she said what we're get what I'm getting I, I we need to do this in the jail mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. would you oh, go yeah. with me and I was like what <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't right. even know anybody incarcerated sure I had sure. never known anybody personally that I went and visited in jail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, God didn't care about that yeah. he just yeah. he just kindly invited me into it and wow. mm-hmm. I think like most believers the church if we don't know we don't know yeah. but once we see it we cannot unsee it mm-hmm. and so once I saw it he, he just put a love for me and I remember the first time I walked into the jail uh, and hearing those heavy doors close and looking mm-hmm. at those ladies he did something supernatural. He poured mm. his love into my heart. They look beautiful to mm. me. Yeah. And I instantly fell in love with him. And it has made me love him more mm. by watching him love them. Mm. Yeah, that's a great that's word. Good. Yeah. Well, um, what would you say to a person? Um, you know, at, at Restore 634 is a fantastic ministry. Everybody is not called to, to, to Restore 634 to do sort of prison type ministry Mm -hmm. well but what would you say to the person who says well i just i'm not called to missions that's not what god's called me to do what would you say to that kind of person then i don't believe you've probably been called to the lord jesus christ Mm. because that's his heart i mean his heart is discipleship go therefore make disciples Mm -hmm. i mean we're we're called to make disciples Mm -hmm. and we're called to go share the gospel so that doesn't line up with the heart of God. Yeah. So I would tell them, I would encourage do some self-reflection and find out why you're not feeling called. Now, it may not be comfortable, and I think that sure. sometimes we get oh, that yeah. confused, like I have to feel comfortable. Mm. He doesn't care if I'm comfortable or not. <laughs> right. I was in a very uncomfortable situation yesterday, and he just... The uncomfortableness is to call me into more dependence on him. Mm-hmm. And our last night after that very uncomfortable situation in the jail, I was praying with him. I was like, God, I hope I, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, but I didn't know what else to do. And I just yeah. called out, God, you're bind up whatever this is that's not mm-hmm. of you and mm-hmm. unloose your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then I got to watch him do that. Wow. But I was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Along the same lines, <clears throat> you know, We've seen this here recently. Is that you know, um, we we're, and when when you begin to meet people's needs at this level, mm. 
um, and look beyond, you know, maybe what churches typically have, you know, church can be or has been in the past kind of, or can really be that still. It's just, you know, it's our holy huddle, you know, we, mm-hmm. we kind of get ourselves away from the world rather than engaging the lost, engaging people that are in these situations. And so I've said recently that that type of ministry is messy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very so messy. messy. And it is uncomfortable. Yeah. And there's some, sometimes you just don't know what to do and you just have to lean on the Lord. But it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. And um, it's tough. You know, I've, I've recently had a, um, a guy who became homeless suddenly, had to put him up in a hotel, you know, and then, and then, um, and then it's just the challenge of things in his life that, you, you know, I uh, entered into a discipleship relationship with him and then, you know, getting him to actually read the scriptures and talk about the scriptures mm-hmm. has been hard because mm-hmm. this difficult time. So it's just, it's all messy and it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable and it's hard, but it's rewarding when on the other end, you know, right. they're getting saved or... The Lord's working on their life and transforming them, and mm-hmm. and you see all these kind of things, and so you know, you've said this beautifully a moment ago. How you walked into that jail, and these ladies just became beautiful to you. And uh, I, I guess, how do we get how do we get to the part where we where we look beyond what's maybe surface level or what we've always expected or thought, or our preconceived notions about people. In, in these types of walks of life and how can we push beyond that to see the rewarding part of investing, loving, and then seeing God work in their life. I mean, and you've already spoken on that, but maybe, is there anything else that you could add to that? I, I just, what God <clears throat> constantly is having doing with me is when I get frustrated mm-hmm. because the women that we work with, I don't, I don't get to, we don't meet them at their best place. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We enter into a relationship with them when they're in their worst yeah. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what Jesus Christ does for yes. us. Mm-hmm. He comes and calls us when we're at our deepest, when we're at our worst spot. Mm-hmm. While mm-hmm. we were yet sinners, Christ came yeah. for us. So mm-hmm. he just constantly puts it back on me. This is what I did for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is that's how right. I rescued you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and humility and just asking him, mm-hmm. help me to see me the way that I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. go inward I'm not all that yeah and help me to see them the way that you see them mm-hmm. they are created in God's image mm-hmm. they have value if you don't see that someone has value yeah. that your perspective is wrong yeah mm-hmm. they, they have worth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their value is is the same value as mine mm-hmm. and what they do or not do does not change their value or, or God's love for them mm-hmm. and so the heart of God is to go after and so mm-hmm. just ask him for my heart to line up with his heart. For, so if someone's struggling with that, mm-hmm. just take your heart to God and mm-hmm. say, fix me mm-hmm. and help me to love the things and the people that you love. Yeah. And it's not, everybody's not called to jail ministry. We can, Thank God we have the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And so the body does so many beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Some are working with children and some mm-hmm. are working with teenagers and some are working with the homeless and some are working with pro-life. And mm-hmm. so we can't do everything. Right. But everybody should be doing something. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a great word. Well, then how how can we get involved? How can people at Lafayette First help restore 30, 634? The greatest thing, and I used to not, when when missionaries would say this, I would think that's a bad answer they're supposed to say, like the Sunday school answer. <laughs> but truly prayer. Mm-hmm. Like I, 
literally can feel when we're being prayed for. Mm-hmm. I can be driving down the road or be in Bible study with ladies, and there is a pronounced just the Lord mm-hmm. just filling me, renewing. Yeah. And so I cannot say enough about pray, the prayer support. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I, my prayer is that this house is full. We've got some empty beds, mm-hmm. and I want it full. And, yeah. and I know, I'm like, God, I want to wait on your timing and not push. Mm-hmm. So prayer that our beds get full with people that truly, with ladies that truly want to be discipled, yeah, yeah. that are ready for the discipleship. Uh, pray for our participants that the enemy does not want them being restored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wants them believing the lies. And mm-hmm. it's hard. Recovery yeah. is hard. Oh, yeah. And relapse is part of recovery. And that's not, that's hard. So praying for them, praying for the financial support, mm-hmm. it, all ministries that it cost. It's a salvation is free, but getting this gospel to them is not free. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. praying for that, um, and then financially, if they can support financially, um, allow if they have, uh, if women want to come into the home and, and mentor, or um, do have they have a gift or something that they can mm-hmm. do, just call mm-hmm. us up. We'd mm-hmm. love to plug them in. Yeah, well, that's great. Um, we're so thankful for your ministry. We do support you, you as a church, and so yeah, we're 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 thankful for this. is a very important thing that um, that we need here in our area, um, and so. Donna, thank you for being here today. Thank, thank you for uh, taking the time to, so that thank we could you. shine a light on this incredible opportunity to be a part of missions here in Lafayette. It's a privilege, and thank you for letting me. Yeah, your church has been so. amazing, and your women's ministries have invited us to come speak, so mm-hmm. we are grateful for them. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. All right. Well, yes, thank you so much, Donna, for joining us today. And hopefully there was something in there that maybe sparked your interest. Maybe you could get involved with at Restore 634. If you'd like more information about them, you can contact the church office and we can connect you uh, to get involved there. Uh, but this is where we turn it over to you. What over these last three weeks has sparked interest in you? Is there anything about our identity as Lafayette First that you would love to talk about? We'd love to interact with you. You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life or or you can comment right on this YouTube video or any other way that you get in contact with us here. Uh, we would love to talk with you. Um, next week, we're going to jump back into the book of Revelation uh, for a few weeks. And so we hope that you'll come back with us then. But until then, I am Jason. I'm Derek. We hope you'll join us next time as we continue down the path. <laughs>